the blast from our past network. Codrite! Codrite! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! No good for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back because we love Seinfeld. You love Seinfeld. It's Seinfeld. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are back after a short hiatus. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. Uh, because one of us got COVID. Uh, I think that was me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, t- talking to you or talking to you briefly last weekend before recording with Keisha, which that was an awesome episode, by the way. <laughs> Your voice sounded terrible. Yeah, it's rough, and it, it's still not a hundred percent. But I'm back to podcasting ability. So, and I think the more I talk. It'll probably get a little bit more strained, so maybe by the time we record the second episode, I'll be sounding a little bit more like this. Uh, but we'll see. You know, I, may, but I've maybe got, I've we got didn't some... need a, a thirty minutes of Star Wars Rebels <laughs> slash Mandalorian talk. But Adam, you just no. finished Rebels, so yes, I, I, I had to pick your brain about a bunch of stuff there, and yeah. then we had to talk about the the latest Mandalorian that we won't mention. Exactly, so, you know, but no we spoilers. had to talk about that before recording. Like that was yeah. important to us. Um, <laughs> Very but, important. Know, I'm gonna keep my uh, my vocal cords lubed up. I have a. Um, a single barrel uh, whiskey from uh, the J.W. Kelly Distillery in, in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And it's really not all that good of a whiskey, but I don't believe in throwing away whiskey. And so I'm just going to drink it. It's not <laughs> terrible. It's still whiskey. So that's, that's how I'll keep my, my voice lubricated. There you go. There you go. Well, I'm, I'm drinking a Juicy IPA as usual, but I have been sipping on some uh, stouts and porters lately. It's just I had to go make a run to the gas station to get beer, and they didn't have any good stouts or porters. But I usually tend to go a bit darker in my beers for the uh, yeah. winter times, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was a big fan of um, Left Hand Brewing's uh, Nitro Milk Stout. It's a delicious stout. It's- Dude, if I can recommend the the um, left hand brewing nitro uh, white Russian uh, oh, stout, okay. I'm not, I haven't had that. It, it's called uh, it's called the I think it's called the nitro abides or the stout abides, something like that. But huh. yeah, it's it's a four pack yeah, nitro. Uh, yep, yeah, it's but it's a white Russian. It is so good. It's my it was my new favorite beer, but now I can't find it, so I don't know if it was like yeah. limited. I, and I want to throw this out there, my probably my favorite beer of all time. Um, is a it's called the Mexican Chocolate Stout mm. uh, by was it uh, Copper Kettle Brewing in Denver, Colorado. Okay, absolutely delicious. Um, they don't distribute, I think, outside Colorado. But if anybody who listens in Colorado wants to send me uh, a bottle, <laughs> I'll pay you for it because that is my favorite beer. Period. It's fantastic. How long did you live in Colorado for? Uh, four years. Okay. Okay. Do you, do you ever go back to visit? Like, do you have any family there? I, at all? No family. Um, I have been back once, maybe twice to to visit for like uh, some friends' weddings. Yeah. Um, or I'm thinking about potentially, you know, when this shit's done. I think a lot of people are f- f- thinking about like, where the fuck can I go in 2021? I just <laughs> yeah. want to go everywhere. So maybe I might have like a drunken weekend with some friends up there nice. um, and just kind of like leave Keisha at home and just kind of be like, hey, I'm going to party. Peace out. <laughs> kind <laughs> Good of thing. Lord. Keisha, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> so that might happen. So, uh, all right. Today we are talking season five, episode thirteen, "The Dinner Party." It first aired on February third, nineteen ninety four. Corey, my man, can you please give us that synopsis? Of course, "The Dinner Party." En route to a dinner party, Elaine and Jerry pair off to buy a babka. George's jacket gets in the way at a at the liquor store where he and Kramer look for a bottle of wine. You know, I love the word en route. I guess it's two <laughs> words, but I always like it. Yeah. So en props route. to them for using it. Well, we are en route to the opening scene, which is per usual. Do you like per usual as good as en route? Both, yeah, both I good. Think so. yeah, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> which per usual is a stand up, this one about landing on the moon. <laughs> yeah, and how we never should have. 
which I don't know. I, I might agree with him. <laughs> we never should have landed a man on the moon. It's a mistake. Now everything <laughs> is compared to that one accomplishment. I can't believe they could land a man on the moon and taste my coffee. I think we could. Uh, <laughs> I think we could all have been a lot happier if they hadn't landed a man on the moon. Then we'd go, well, they can't make a prescription bottle top that's easy to open. I'm not surprised they couldn't land a man on the moon. Things make perfect sense to me now. Neil Armstrong should have said, that's one, st- one small step for man, one giant leap for every complaining SOB on the face of the earth. The concept, I thought, was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the execution on my end was atrocious. <laughs> yes. His was a bit better. But, um, you know, it's, but it was definitely one of those things where I actually thought was, yeah, the concept, I was like, yeah, that's, that's a funny concept. I agree the concept was better than I think how Seinfeld brought it out. Um, I, I didn't honestly think this was all that funny of a stand-up. But when you think about it, ha-ha, yeah, now we're all compared to being you know, you know, going to the moon and how come we can't get, you know, internet service to, to last long enough, long enough to do a one podcast, which is something <laughs> I had problems with. Now it's working great. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, funny concept, weak execution. Yep. So, all right. We start off at the apartment. Uh, I do like their little conversation that Elaine and Jerry are having about someone happy new year her <laughs> in February. He mentioned someone did it in March, which is Way too late. Way, way too late. (laughs) Yep. Uh, It's apparently very cold out in New York. Obviously, they're, you know, in uh, winter in New York. And George comes in with this massive jacket. It's Gore-Tex, baby. It's right. He brings up that it's Gore-Tex. And I will tell you, I said the line, is that Gore-Tex? Earlier this week, while Keish and I were out at uh, some kind of, I don't know, some kind of place where... There were clothes to buy. Uh, I can't even remember. But there was like this big ass puffy, almost like plasticky looking jacket that looked yeah. very similar. And so I was just like, oh, is that Gore-Tex? And she kind of looked over like, what? I'm like, that jacket right there. Is that Gore-Tex? She was like, oh, my God. Um, but yeah, I just I whenever I see those kind of jackets, Gore-Tex is the first thing in my head. And it's not because I know what the fuck Gore-Tex is. It's because of Seinfeld. It's, it's because of the scene right here. Yeah, uh, and Gore-Tex is apparently a waterproof, breathable fabric membrane and a registered trademark of W.L. Gore and Associates. It was invented in 1969. Uh, Gore-Tex can repel liquid water while allowing water vapor to pass through and is designed to be a lightweight, waterproof fabric for all weather use. <laughs> Pulled straight out of Wikipedia. <laughs> And I loved it when they were hitting him, and he's just, like, standing there looking back and forth. But the look on Jerry's face, he's having so much fun. Elaine, too. Like, they're just enjoying smacking the crap out. And he can obviously barely move in that thing. (laughs) Yeah, and he's he's completely unfazed by by either of their hits. Yeah. So, uh, um, Elaine mentions, you know, that they've got a dinner party coming up, and she wants to bring something like wine for it. Uh, George, obviously, being a cheapskate, he's like, you know. I, I, my invitation isn't enough, just my presence. And I want to smack him over the head. I'm just like, God, did your parents did not raise you right. And you know what? Knowing his parents, no. <laughs> they, no, they did not. You know what he is? Yeah, he is such a Estelle and Frank child. It makes so much sense. I yeah. wonder if his brother is as bad as him. Oh. Well, <laughs> well he's in the grave at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in this situation... Yeah, everyone should bring something, but then you kind of all, everyone sort of tries to get something different, or mm-hmm. or you get one thing that's, like, super nice, or, like, two really nice bottles of wine or something. Yeah. But, you know, and in this case, honestly, if uh, George did bring a Pepsi with, like, a with if Kramer had a bottle of wine, George had a Pepsi, everyone else had something, some he probably could have just snuck that Pepsi in. Or ring fine. dings, that's what he wanted, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what, he could have had his own thing. Yeah. Uh, but... I mean, some people, I, I don't disagree. I've had people bring, you know, bring what you like. Yeah. And so, you know, I've had people bring that kind of thing. Yeah. No, that, like that would never bother me. But also that being said, if I invite people over, I'm never actually thinking that they're going to bring anything anyways. I Agreed. I always try to make sure I, and I like to host, so I try to make sure everyone's covered. I'm also, I'd like to kind of make sure everyone's having a good time sort of scenario. But um, yeah, if you want to bring something, that's great. But I never want anyone to feel like they have to. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I wholeheartedly agree. You know, I, I like to bring a bottle of wine if I, you know, if I'm going over somebody's house. And there are times that people will actively say, don't bring anything. And I'm like, fine, that's all for it. Um, but yeah, when I'm hosting, 
I expect no one to bring anything. And I've mm-hmm. got plenty of wine. I've got fucking 40 bottles of whiskey. I've got I've got stuff for people to like hang out with and drink. And I always make sure appetizers and all the dinner's fine. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Th- yeah, that's just how it is to be a good, honest gentleman like we are. We are good <laughs> humans. George is not. <laughs> Most assuredly, he is not. Because I bet if he was hosting, he would expect people to bring shit. And if they didn't bring something, he would be pissed. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm thinking you're pretty much correct on that. And now I'm thinking, does George ever host anything ever on the show? I don't think we ever see him host anything. Yeah. Shy of that one party, quote-unquote party that he had this season with Elaine, Jerry, and Kramer where they uh-huh. left the, the coffee table, where they left the, the, the stain yeah. on the coffee table. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah but, that, but that wasn't like a party with multiple people. No, that was just no. the four of them. Yeah, that's, that's why I said quote-unquote yeah, party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, all right, so... Um, Kramer comes in. I did hear one person go, whoa. Okay, oh, I can't see my voice. Can't even hear. Whatever. I heard it too, buddy. I heard it too. Okay. Don't, but it don't, try to, don't try to go for those octaves, my man. Save yeah, your I know. voice. <laughs> it's just a little off. Um, but uh, all right, so they all head out. Uh, I did find it funny. Jerry calls George Bubble Boy yeah. because he's so puffy. Yeah. I saw cute. that. I wrote that down too. Nice little callback. Yeah. Um, George, he mentions, yeah, he wants to bring ring dings and Pepsi, uh, which I actually passed ring dings in the grocery store not too long ago. I just looked down at him and just like fucking ring dings. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I've ever eaten them, but the thing is once you've eaten one of those types of things, you've had them all, you know, they all taste the exact same. Yeah. They're all just chocolate cake with cream and chocolate frosting. It's in some variation of that. Yeah. So and and um, I and like you, I, I love that. I love the Bubble Boy thing, but I also like I, I kind of liked what was going on in the back seat with Jerry and, and Elaine. Oh, they, they were kind of they were kind of yeah. just goofing off together, like Jerry like brother was like, sister kind of shit. Yeah, it was it was yeah it was like it was really cool. It wasn't like sexual. It was it was a fun just little banter back and forth. And then when they kind of like you know go their own way and and get let off and everything, I love how Elaine's like you, whatever your name is, and Jerry's just like Jerry, and then. <laughs> it's yeah. it's it's fun dialogue that they could have just had Elaine say, "All right, Jerry, come with me," you know. But they had this fun little exchange that they did, and yeah. for some reason, I was just like, "I'm really loving Jerry and Elaine this episode." I did enjoy that. I that does happen to me sometimes, where like I will be talking to someone who I've known for decades, and I just can't think of their name. Like you. Whatever your name is, like yeah. it, it does happen absolutely. Yeah. And I love how Jerry didn't get upset by it. He was he played yeah. along with it, you know. Yes. Like a good comedian. Yeah, very true. All right, so they head over to uh, the bakery. George and Kramer head over to get wine. Um, We get at the bakery very quickly and very, you know, early on. We get the black and white cookie monologue. Mm. Love it. Love it. I mean, exactly. Not not even, I would say probably not the best part of the monologue, which will come a little bit later, but he starts it off talking about the unity and all that kind of stuff. And everybody, I mean, everybody, Everyone in Seinfeld who knows this episode, whenever you see a black and white cookie, you you think about Seinfeld. Every time I'm at a bakery, I see a black and white cookie. And 100%, I have bought black and white cookies because of Seinfeld, and I just want to eat them and have that unity and do that kind of thing. And have you ever held the cookie in your hand and saluted an African-American gentleman who was also eating the cookie as well. I haven't, but that was a glorious moment. That was. It, it, that'll come later. But um, yeah. I also loved the the discussion that Elaine talks about Jerry slipping into senility. And she's yeah. like, uh, I think it'll be a smooth transition for you. And I love how he's like, I'm looking forward to it. I love that. Because he is like, he's, it's great. It's just great. It is. This episode, so so far, this episode's dialogue has been... Yeah fire yeah yeah the, exactly the uh the back and forth between a lot of them is really strong um so elaine mentions that she wants to get a chocolate babka now of course as we're gonna get more and more you know because of this episode just like the, the black and white cookie the babka anytime you see a babka which i have seen both chocolate and cinnamon babkas mm-hmm. in restaurants or in uh, bakeries before in grocery stores you think about seinfeld yeah, the you babka. have to. You have to. You have to. So, but they walk in and all these other people are going in. They forgot to get a number. Oh, fuck. Uh, and so now Elaine's trying to figure out, oh, shit. 
okay, maybe we should just get someone else's number because we were here before them, which is fucking idiotic because they didn't follow the rules. Now Elaine is trying to like bypass. It's, it's, it's exactly the same bullshit that Elaine tried to bring up when she mentioned it shouldn't be who got here first in the Chinese episode. It should yeah. be by who's hungriest, yes. which is no, that's wrong. Yeah, because if she got there first, if she took a number, she wouldn't yield it to somebody else. No. I don't. I don't think she would. Um, maybe Elaine would. Maybe like there's. I think there's one percent chance she would. But for the most part, I don't think she would. And this was an absolute ridiculous request to make from the man from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yes, exactly. Mark Holton. Yeah, Mark uh, Holton. Pee Wee's yep. Big Adventure. He was also in Teen Wolf One <laughs> and Two. Yes, he was. Uh, yes, he he was. played. The older Stillwell Angel in A League of Their Own, which is yep. a movie I absolutely adore. There's no um, crying in baseball. Exactly. It's a great film. Dude, and speaking of things that you um you say, I will say in my head or to people or something, I'll say, Jimmy Dugan says, avoid the clap. And I'll say, that's good <laughs> advice, kid. That's good. It is. Dude, that it. movie is so full yeah. of lines that you forget. And it's also so full of comedy and emotion. That movie has it all. That long-ass pee that yeah. he does is oh, God, so fucking funny, dude. Apparently, um, uh, Penny Marshall, the director, she was the one who was controlling the stream on a hose. And even Tom Hanks didn't know. <laughs> so he just kind of kept going with it. And so he just had to kind of keep keep writing. That makes me enjoy it even more. That's yeah. awesome. And yeah, I agree with you, dude. That movie's fantastic. Penny Marshall, uh, I believe, RIP, she was fantastic yeah. as well. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to listen to me talk about A League of Their Own, go check out Blast from Our Past podcast, where I talk a league of their own with my brother. And I can confirm it's a great episode. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. And with me today in studio is co-host Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. And now, back to the show. All right, so yeah, they try to convince uh, that couple, including Mark Holton from uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Adventure. Um, Elaine then recognizes the lady, uh, and they're also going to the same party. Things get a little awkward. My thought here is, okay, things are a little awkward, but now you know each other. Why don't you talk about just being on the same ticket, give them cash to buy your whatever the hell you want, and then this can, that's called a fucking compromise. Yes. I didn't even think of that until you just said it, and now it makes the most sense possible, and that's what they should have done. Yeah. And, but she ruined it by getting so confrontational. Yes. Um, and, but if you brought that up and say, or even at the best ideas, like, hey, I'll buy your product if you just let us on as well um or i'll give you you know my extra change or whatever the hell it is no no you no know, that's I, I mean that's the thing to do right there is you say yeah. let let me use your ticket i'll buy both bob because i'll buy yours Ooh. and mine and then we can get to the party like there's a, I, you talking about it or us talking about it now i realize that there are so many other options that they could have gone yeah. with yeah. but it's it's seinfeld it's a lane well, that, that that's you why know. I, I wouldn't i wouldn't be probably a good sitcom writer because i would just think well why the fuck wouldn't they just do yeah. it this way that's more logical and smarter episode over <laughs> exactly and then that wouldn't be funny no one would like my shit and i'd get canceled yes so yes uh, all right. Um, so they do go to the counter, uh, and then the other couple gets the last chocolate babka. Mm. Oh no! Yeah, yeah and right. I love I love Elaine's like so ridiculous. We're gonna tell everyone how much of a jerk you guys were. Well, and the lady's <laughs> like, "Well, we're gonna get there before you, and we're gonna tell everyone." I'm like, Elaine, you just can't. I said it before, dude, and I've said it multiple times about Elaine. Just shut up. Just keep your mouth shut. She's one, the one character that I think gets in the most trouble because she oh like she just keeps she keeps going at it, you know. Yeah. Well, it it it. it this kind of thing, uh, and when Elaine is doing this, always kind of reminds me of, I remember watching 
and I saw a couple episodes of Seinfeld. Well, not more, more than probably a couple, but I absolutely watched the finale when it came out. Like it was a big thing. Yeah. And so I watched it back at that time. I was around, I was 13 or so when I, uh, 12 or 13 when the finale was out. And they had that whole thing about the judge talking about how terrible of people they were. And in my head, I was like, well, they're not that bad of people, but you go back and watch <laughs> this, you know, watching it, you know, back to back to back and all of them, including Elaine, who tries to think, you know, she's very much the SJW of the group, if you will. She, yeah. she you know, she tries, she tries to be a good person at times, but really she's just as fucking terrible <laughs> as, as any of them. Yeah. And, and that is in part why we love them is because, you know, they are terrible people and we see so many TV shows where, you know, especially, you know. Post Seinfeld, you know, we live in a sunny world. It's always sunny in Philadelphia world, yeah. and and that's it's hard not to bring up sunny when we start I, talking I know, about terrible I know. people. But but prior yeah. to that, you're watching shows like Our House with Wilford Brimley and the Hogan family. You know, like that's the shit that was kind of on in the Cosby Show, and it's yeah. all these people that were just like they're they're so good. There's and the problems they deal with are not that huge. Whereas Seinfeld comes along and it shows that like oh wait, main characters can be pieces of shit yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> like they can be pieces of shit sometimes. Like we all can. None of us are perfect. We're all pieces of shit sometimes. True. <laughs> Especially <laughs> when you're trying to buy a fucking bobka at a bakery. Yes, you're terrible. Yes. So, all right. We then cut to the liquor store. Uh, George freaks out about this twelve dollar bottle of wine that Kramer wants to buy, mm. and I'm like, even even in the '90s, come on, man. Like that's equivalent to like a twenty dollar bottle now. No big fucking deal. God, but that's crazy. That, that's George. George I, is gonna George. I love how we're so in sync because my note says $12 for wine hyphen $20 now. Yeah. I love how we just now kind of know what the price is. Now, yeah. that being said, having shopped at Tra uh, Trader Joe's and bought, bought great wine for like six bucks. Yeah, I can. I get it a little bit on George's end. You can buy wine that's good. People are just going to drink it anyways, you know, yeah. but whatever. Yeah, what? I, I, yeah, ultimately, George should just suck it up and deal with it. He should, and he's going to have to because Kramer doesn't carry a wallet. Yeah. Because Kramer. Because, be, yeah, <laughs> because, because Kramer, literally. He, <laughs> because He doesn't Kramer. carry any money, so George, is, that only pisses him off more. And I do uh, love the line where he's like, how do you pay for things? He's like, oh, I get by. Uh, yeah, <laughs> which is so, again, it's so, so Kramer. Kramer. <laughs> and that makes you love that character mm -hmm. because it's just like, you know what? The dude, he's just going to get by. And, and he does. You don't know how, but he does. He, the, the guy, he's, he's set. Yep. Yep. And I love how earlier on we've kind of pieced together where he gets some of his money from. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have some of his gambling stuff and yeah. other things like that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, Jerry, we cut back to Jerry and Elaine, and they're now, now worried about what to get. Um, I did notice right here in the background while they're talking, the lady who is on the other side. So, this is not the uh, main lady who we talked to. The other person who's working like the cookie counter. She's getting black and white cookies for other people and other stuff. She's not wearing gloves. Oh. She doesn't yeah, use a tissue to get any of the black and white. Now, I don't know if this was by design, but I absolutely noticed. I was like, that bitch is not wearing any gloves. Wow. That is gross. And particularly probably make my, my COVID mind yeah. is like hypersensitive to that shit now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like even back in the day, though, when you're working in a bakery, it's not acceptable to pick stuff up with no. your hands. No, no. And. And this person was picking shit up with their hands. Maybe it's foreshadowing for a little bit later. No, I, you know what? I'll give it to Seinfeld. I'll give it to the, yeah. the crew for that one and say, you're 100% right. I didn't see it, but I'm glad you picked up on it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, Jerry and Elaine debate what, what to get. And that's when they find out about the cinnamon babka. Another babka. Uh, the whole discussion about is, is it a lesser babka? And then so Jerry good. goes into his monologue about cinnamon. And, you know, if there's, you know, what's the one thing when you hear about the ingredient? When it's what is so why is this so good? And, and inevitably, it always comes back. Cinnamon, 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 cinnamon. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man, the dialogue in this episode, especially the Jerry and Elaine stuff is on point. I love it his uh, black forest. Too scary. Ooh. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, when they're debating on the different stuff. I mean, I don't like Black Forest cherry cake only because I don't like fruit in my cake. Mm. Um, so, like, I'm not a big fan of, like, raisins in my carrot cakes. Carrot cake should be without raisins. Okay. And they're delicious. Bla- the, the cherries in Black Forest, it would be great without the cherries. That's just uh, whatever it is. I've almost always had an issue when fruit and cake are mixed. <laughs> Like, I do not have a problem. Do with not, that. do not, do not put anything fucking healthy in my cake. God damn it! <laughs> I want my cake to be all sugar. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right. So George tries to pay for the wine back at the liquor store with a hundred dollar bill. Okay, uh, I, I got, I have a grievance with that. I, yeah. I hate places that say they can't break you know a hundred dollar bill or something because it's yeah. currency that all being said yes if you're gonna buy a pack of gum at a at a like a side store sure but if it's a brick and mortar store and you mm-hmm. are buying something that's twenty dollars 21 and change with tax yeah. he's only gonna give you a couple like what two twenties back and then some change well, no uh, he, well this was 12 so it's 12 dollars and probably okay. with tax it'll end up being like 14 dollars yeah I think so he give, you, give you like like he'll give you like 80 bucks like it's four, it's four twenties. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like, and people, and people back in that day always paid with cash. Yeah. And so we had probably a fucking drawer full of twenties. Yeah. So, so obviously I think the answer is he probably didn't like the cut of George's jib, but yeah. at the same time, I think fuck you to that guy. You should break a uh, hundred dollars. I did always think it was strange that they went from a brick and mortar store paying for something more expensive. Yeah. And then they go to change to just buy gum. Yeah. At a, at a, at a newspaper, which is the chances of getting uh, a cash back or, or getting change from a newspaper stand for only buying a 50 cent pack of gum or whatever doesn't make any sense to me. That, no. that, that mentality was just off. So all that being said, I have denied people like rentals when I worked at the video store that I worked at, at like, especially uh-huh. if it was like a Saturday morning or something and you know, they're renting their porn or something and then they have a hundred and I'm like, nah, but I did it because I'm a big fucking dick and I hated their faces. <laughs> and like, that was the only reason I did it. Jesus I'm like Polychronopolis. I'm a big fucking dick. You're an awful person. <laughs> I was. I was when I worked at the uh, at the video store. <laughs> you think you're fucking holier than thou? Like yeah. you're some Randall, golden bro. god? Yeah. Yeah, I was Randall. 100% yeah. I was Randall. And the thing is, what didn't help was that you could abuse the hell out of all of them verbally, and we were the only adult video store pretty much in all of Maryland because we got grandfathered in, and uh, and, and my the, the owner was so, like, like you know everything was so perfect they couldn't close them down they couldn't figure out a way to like shut it down so they had no people had nowhere else to go so i was just abusive as hell i was full randall and and there wasn't as much uh free porn available on the internet at right. that time and internet speeds weren't as good no this was yeah because this was like late 80s or i'm sorry late 90s going into early like yeah, 2000s yeah, yeah. era yeah yeah, so, you yeah know, like, wasn't... I, I remember only finding like I would find some pictures, and that was good times. But yeah, you there still was still had to buy. There was no or, like or Red Tube or, or Pornhub or anything like that yeah. back then. Yeah, I don't know Red Tube. Tell me about Red Tube. It's just another tube site. Okay. But <laughs> but I did I did see the the rise in the uh, the popularity of the shemale uh, subgenre. Oh, that, and really? I, I saw a Chick, chicks with dicks, man. Yeah, put that put mine to shame, like Randall that put said, mine dude. To shame, yeah. <laughs> Oh, fucking love Clerks, man. Hey, Clerks, go check out oh, uh, go. go check out Blast from the Past. <laughs> and then when you're done with that, check out Mall Rats uh, that Corey talks about on the pad. Uh, on podcast, podcast. After Dark, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yes, so they go to the newsstand, uh, but they have to buy multiple things. They have to buy gum, newspaper, a Clark bar, and then Kramer really wants a penthouse forum. Talking about porn. <laughs> yeah. What a good transition. <laughs> Perfect. He really wants a penthouse forum. This is the season of sleaze, after all. It <laughs> but is. I did love seeing all those. Well, uh, I guess what was it? Probably 1992, right? When when this yeah. was probably filmed. Well, so, it was probably filmed in '93. '93. Okay, this came out in '94. So so all of those '93 uh, Entertainment Weekly covers and all those magazine covers, dude. I I'm not gonna lie to you. I paused Hulu for like a second just to look, and I was like, oh, oh my god, that's like a blast of nostalgia right there. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to pick out some of the people on the magazines but it even just the style yeah um was nice yep so all right uh a weird little thing someone runs into george in his big coat and kind of freaks out uh just kind of a weird scene i think it was honestly just kind of foreshadowing what's going to happen later um in the uh scene or in the uh liquor liquor store when he runs into all that wine but at the newsstand someone like goes in and he goes Big coat, big coat, uh, and kind of runs away. Is yeah. it, I, honestly, it was just, I, it had to be just to set up 
the coat is big and he he doesn't move well in it again. So they kind of saw that earlier uh, with George or Jerry and Elaine smacking him. Yeah. We get the second time yeah. here, and then we'll get the third time with the crashing into the wine. Yeah, my my only takeaway was that guy had a pretty sweet beard. <laughs> okay, I didn't I didn't think about it. I don't care about beards because I don't grow a particularly thick <laughs> beard or a, or a luscious beard. But you have a, a decent beard, a pretty wiry beard though. Now now it is because I've it, yeah. we're in lockdown 2.0, so I'm just yeah. I'm, I'm my hair is crazy. You're not guys. you're not maintaining. You're not like nope. you know putting on your beard oil or any of that nope. kind of shit. Okay. Uh, all right, so. Uh, we cut back to the bakery, and Jerry explains the perfection of the black and white cookie even further while he has it in his hand. And he just has that great lines about, look to the cookie. Look to the cookie, Elaine. Um, you know, I love that. And then Elaine looks into the babka, and she notices a hair on it. Uh, and so she wants to try and get it swapped, which is pretty valid. You know, you see a gross hair on it. You want to you wanna swap it out. Now, granted, not valid for what ends up happening later, but... Um, so they have to get another number, which is bullshit. That's bullshit. That's if you're, 100% bullshit. If you're swapping bullshit. it, exactly. If you're swapping a bullshit thing like that, you go to the counter and you demand your swap and you don't fucking wait for another goddamn line. You tell the other people to fuck off um, and you got to do that. You, sometimes you just got to get, get into Karen mode. Yeah. Well, and also didn't Elaine say something about like, like very loudly about the, the hair or something? She I, did. I was like, I was like, good. Yeah. And it was, but yeah. it was after they denied her, you know, said you have to. So I felt like that was kind of justified, you know, like, yeah, yeah. F- th- put them on blast at that point. Yep. Wholeheartedly agree. All right. So cut back to George. Uh, and so George buys the wine. Um, he walks back out to the car, but now, which we didn't talk about this scene earlier while they were looking for a spot to park, uh, Jerry and George were trying to find a, a place and George mentioned, oh, you should just double park. And Kramer's like, no, I'm not going to do that. They go out to find their their car double parked in or someone has double parked. And so now they're blocked in. Yeah. Which is exactly what George wanted to do. But right now, George, because he's a terrible person, is ranting about the bullshit of double parking when he wanted to do the exact same thing. Yeah, but he probably would have been a lot quicker than Saddam Hussein, than, than British Saddam Hussein. <laughs> would have, yeah, we will get to that. Um, and but it is just agreed. He would he would have been quicker, but it was still. I like how it shows the hypocrisy yes. of George because he is a bullshit hypocrite. Yes, yes, and, and you're right about that. And I think yeah, obviously that's why they did it as well. Yeah. Yeah, and, so. But I do love with all the ranting how quickly like Kramer can can ask if the shoes that George is wearing are comfortable. You know, like how that quickly the, <laughs> unnecessary dialogue, but still funny. Just adds a little bit of, you know, banter that you Cause, like. Because he's like, oh, are those comfortable? And George's like, no, not really. And he's like, well, they look comfortable. I was like, I know. That's why I bought them. Because I just I love how they went into it just so smoothly. Because, I mean, that is the kind of just random shit yeah. people talk about. You see something. And so it is fun that they. And that, very similar to the whole, you got, you know, a new year. You yeah, know, yeah, that same yeah. kind of thing. It's just like, well, that's just a weird conversation that you actually have between friends are interjected into these extremely over-the-top quirky moments. Right, right. You know, that we find out about. Okay. All right, we cut back to the bakery. Uh, Jerry mentioned that he had a uh, uh, bad experience with hair in, a in, while ago. In his farina? In his farina, so, and he freaked I had, out about it. I had to look that up. Did you? I did too. Yeah. So all we could come up, it looks like it's a wheat-based mush. Like it's like it's, a soup. Yeah, it's basically cream of wheat. Okay, that's what farina okay. is. It's okay. cream of wheat. Um, I've never heard it called farina. In fact, I've never even had cream of wheat. Yeah. So no. <laughs> that's like something from like the the forties and fifties that people would eat. So. Yeah. It's yeah. I feel like it's it's along the lines of the Bazooka Joe references and stuff. It's it's yeah, like that old school, school reference, you know. But in that story where he talks about how he was little but he could run really fast, I, I like that. Yeah. Because it's setting up for the race to come. I don't think it's this season. I think it's next season. The race, mm-hmm. but it's still Maybe it's, even later. It's that might, honestly that might be like season eight or something. Yeah, I, I think it is coming way later. But I love the fact that they're setting up that Jerry's a fast runner. There's all yeah. these little things that you see <laughs> now that they kind of set up. You know, and you, it makes you wonder if like if that is just a trait or something that Jerry Seinfeld in real life, like when he was a kid, like you Maybe. know, and they just they're kind of you know. It's always sort of milking those that that stuff that those ideas and everything. But I love it. I love the I love these consistencies to it, the characters. It makes you think, and I, and I like the idea 
that because we talked about this before with like there was a lot of things in like season two that like popped back up in season four or other shit like that. It makes you feel like the writers did something which I think is a really smart idea for any like sitcom writer. You go back and watch a, an older episode of your show, pick out a throwaway line that made no you know reference really there was no of no importance and then you write a show based on that mm-hmm. and then it's like someone to came back to this one and was like oh jerry was fast when he was younger i'm going to write something about yeah. that and then they just spin off and there i felt like you know they had that before and it just feels like that's kind of their vibe on their writing style yeah and i don't know if it is or not but i wish it was and it but the thing is at worst it feels like that's their style, and I like that a lot. Me, yeah, I, lo- I love it, dude. It, it feels consistency, and it's 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 fantastic. And I didn't, yeah. I never even would have picked up on it if I hadn't been watching it intently for this podcast, you know. Yeah. And and that's what I love about it. Yep. Hey, everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. And now, back to the show. Uh, all right, so we are still at the bakery, and their number come up, comes up, but now the lady is coughing like like hacking. She's hacking as bad as I was hacking when I had COVID. <laughs> yeah, she and was. It was disgusting. And like she's not, again, I don't think she's wearing any gloves. She's not like covering her mouth no. or any of that kind of shit, but she gets them a new cake, um, gross, or a new babka. All right, and that's that. Uh, we cut back to Jerry, or to sorry, to George and Kramer, who are still kind of stuck with the uh, car being blocked in. George here admits he's afraid of Elaine, I love which is that. something I feel like we've already known <laughs> yeah. about them. But like, I think it's very fitting. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think yeah. everybody's afraid of Elaine in some way, shape, yes. or form. Yeah, absolutely. Like Kramer kind of laughs at it, but the thing is, like, when Elaine gets going. Everybody backs the fuck off. <laughs> when Elaine gets going, she can stab you in the forehead with a fork. <laughs> yes, she can. <laughs> so. I love uh, that. I can't wait for that episode. I love I, what the old guy's like when she gets hit in the head by the bird. He's like, it's like she couldn't have. It's like it couldn't avoid your head. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. <laughs> all right. We will get there. We will. Uh, that's that's ways uh, away, too. Yeah. Um, all right. So to stay warm, George and Kramer decide to go back to the liquor store. We cut back to the bakery. Uh, Jerry's not feeling very well. They're sitting, just kind of waiting to get picked up. The cookie isn't settling. Uh, and he says it's like David Duke and Farrakhan are together, which I think is actually pronounced Farrakhan. Yeah. I did look them up. Um, I didn't actually know who. I, I've heard of Louis Far- Farrakhan before, but David Duke was uh, an American neo-Nazi. Yeah. He was a former Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, and Louis Farrakhan... Uh, was a political activist who heads the uh, Nation of Islam, which has been described as a black nationalist and hate group, which promotes fundamentally white, er, pr- fundamentally anti-white theology. So it's basically an anti-black group and an anti-white yeah. 
group yeah. person leader together in a cookie. Right. And, so and, it's, and not, so it's not it's not the unity and perfection right. of them being blended together. It's two people who hate each other on a cookie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was uh you know I thought that was fine. Um, but I do yeah. love him talking about just having never thrown up since 1980. He's gonna you know break his throw up streak, and that's that's that is something else that will come up later. That they'll mention breaking you know breaking his throw up not throwing up streak or whatever, but it will come back later as well. Yeah. I can't remember if it actually, I feel like we might've talked about it before. It's something that they've peppered in maybe yeah. every here and there. Yeah. Um, and so if they do, if it is something that comes up later, then obviously they fucked it up um, because they threw up obviously in this episode. Uh, but yes, it is, it is kind of like a, one of those small things that like comes up maybe like once a season. Yeah. Um, if that, uh, and so it is kind of nice seeing it. So, while before he goes to throw up, this guy, uh, <laughs> this, what the fuck guy? This who has fucking this cane, guy <laughs> who can't really walk. He ends up stepping his cane on Elaine's foot. <laughs> Sorry, she's writhing in pain. Exactly, yeah. she's writhing in pain. Understandably, putting all your weight on a cane under somebody's foot. The weirdest fucking sorry of all time. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, what was that? And, it was obviously dubbed. Yeah, I was going to say, and it's ADR. So, by the way, yeah. I had notes for, for the, the previous scene when they're at the liquor store. They're outside by the car. And that guy that they think it's it's his car. And he goes, uh-huh. back off, puffball. It's not my car. That guy yeah. was ADR'd. This uh-huh. was ADR'd. And then the British Saddam Hussein was ADR'd. Mm-hmm. This had the worst ADR I've ever <laughs> seen. But... That sorry guy, uh, he I just felt like looking him up. Sorry, sorry. Oh, the- <laughs> of of course he's uh, an ex. Which I do love on our Facebook. You put yeah. up as yeah. as the thing of like when because we couldn't record earlier because of me. Uh, that <laughs> you put a picture of him and your your response was sorry. We don't have a new episode this week. <laughs> it is perfect because it was the next episode we were supposed yeah. to record anyway. Yeah, I was I was pretty tickled when I when I came up with that one. Um, yeah. but uh, of course that guy uh is an ex groundlings, you know. Um, uh, okay, and he's also uh because I just looked him up on IMDb. Yet I didn't write down his name, but I did notice that he's mostly a writer and he was the head writer on the super mario brothers cartoon in 1989 oh, the super mario super show uh yeah 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 i enjoyed that show when i was a kid no not the super show there was a cartoon and had no yeah, that, that, it was the super mario super show oh, okay. was the cartoon oh, okay gotcha gotcha yeah so I'm he pretty was sure that's he was called. the head writer on that that's cool yeah yeah sorry it didn't last I no mean. it was one season <laughs> Uh, all right, so Jerry does go leave to throw up. Uh, four, we, Fourteen years down the drain. Fourteen years down the drain. Uh, he we cut back to the liquor store. The owner wants them to wait outside as opposed to waiting inside, which is kind of a dick move. They bought some wine there. Yeah. Um, so this kind of goes back to maybe he yeah he just doesn't like the 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 cut of George's jib or whatever the hell you said. Yeah. I can't remember what the yeah, phrase the, the, was. The but... cut of cut of his jib. And I will real quick uh factoid. Which, what what the hell does that mean? Cut of his jib. Uh, because jib when I hear the word jib, I think of a, a camera jib, which is something, you know, that you you move a camera on like a doll, uh, you know, that's a that's a crane. It's a it's a sailing term. Um but it oh, means it yeah, just it, but it sailing. means that like it you know, ultimately means there's no reason that I don't like you. I just don't like you. You know. Yeah. But I'm, I, I meant, like, where the fuck did it come from? Oh, right, right. So you said have, sailing. Yeah, sailing. I just know cut of the jib. But I will say this. I know where this guy came from. He played hmm. um, Henry Kissinger in Watchmen. I did see that, and he does kind of have a Henry Kissinger right? look to him. Right. So, yeah. Okay. I, a uh, lot but, of factoids in this episode, by the yeah, way. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a we are coming back with a full length episode <laughs> yes, for everybody. That's what we you are. You know, if you got if you weren't t- or if you were like, oh man, I really wanted to listen to Adam and Corey talk. Guess what, people? You're gonna fucking get it today. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But during this time, George knocks over a bunch of wine. Uh, and so, you know, obviously he can't move properly with his big coat, which, yeah, he's got to, you know, but at the same time, isn't that why stores have insurance? Yeah. 
So, but I, I at the same time, I guess that's why, you know, yeah. If I knocked that over, I'd feel like I should have to pay for it. Yeah, so. I probably yeah. would as well. Um, I do love how one of those wine bottles, like, disintegrates instantly when he touches it. Because, you know, they're it's all sugar just, glass. Yeah, they're sugar it's, glass. Yeah. Yeah, it literally, like, disintegrates. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Which, if anybody doesn't know, sugar glass is used in Hollywood or anything production-wise. Um, you know, when you break a glass... Um, or it needs to break because it is easily breakable, and you know it's 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 not sharp. It's not gonna cut. Yeah. It's not sharp. It's not gonna cut you after you you break it and like step on it or fall on it or something. Now, now can you eat it? I mean, I'm sure it's not advised to eat it, but because it's made out of sugar, is it like? You can buy them online. Maybe we should fucking buy a couple <laughs> and just and give it a shot. <laughs> You'd have a video of us eating it and then like look at it. It's like our mouths are bleeding. It's like that's I, not sugar glass. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or I wouldn't be surprised if it had like a whole bunch of like sugar alcohols mm. um, and you might eat it and then it'll make you like have anal leakage and you poo Ooh. a lot. <laughs> no. Shit like that. Yeah. No. No, thanks. Okay. Um, so to pay for all of that wine, which is probably only like five bottles that actually broke. Yeah. He gives away his big ass coat, even though he probably still had about, you know, seventy bucks. Yeah, just would have given him seventy bucks and be like, "Here you go." Yeah, exactly. Um, weird and dumb because yeah, that, that's crap. Uh, but he gives away his expensive Gore-Tex jacket, uh, and the here is where the guy who blocked them in comes out. As you mentioned, it's this Saddam Hussein looking motherfucker who has a British accent for some reason. Uh, Larry David. Actually did the voice yeah. for that British accent, okay. or at least according to Wikipedia from what I saw. It didn't really sound like Larry David, but maybe he was just putting on his British accent really heavy. Yeah. Um, so they kind of are in awe, shock that it was. I, I don't love that it was Saddam Hussein. To me, that is kind of an extra what the fuck, why was that needed moment. Right. Um, you know, it was just kind of like just it being anybody was enough because he pissed off them making it Saddam Hussein is not to call it a jump the shark moment, but it's kind of, as I call it a leaping the cod uh, <laughs> um, where it's just like, that's weird. Yeah. Like why the fuck did that need to be Saddam Hussein? I, I felt like that was completely unnecessary. It, And I was taken out of it because of the, the British accent, the ADR yeah. was terrible. Like the, the sinking of the, the lips weren't You're great. You're going to catch so, a death of cold. Yeah. I was just, <laughs> I was like, just totally like taken out of the entire thing. And I'm with you. It's like, uh, I feel like if, if you're going to do the Saddam Hussein thing, turn it into like a, a plot point for the rest of the episode or whatever, or have them re-mention it later, like have it become a thing, but yeah. it comes at the end of the episode and you're just like, what, 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 what's happening here? Exactly. It was too big of a thing where you feel like it should have become a massive plot point. Right. Like make it, I don't know, make it that, that guy with the beard at the newsstand yeah. or, yeah. or just completely someone random and they just berate about it and George is upset. The, the, the Saddam Hussein thing, Took it down a little peg for me. I'm not going to lie. So I guess they were saying, oh, we need this to have a payoff, right? Yeah. And, and, and we're saying that, no, we didn't need any kind of payoff because just them – honestly, you know what I thought it was going to be? This is what I thought I remembered it being. I thought it was going to be a hot chick, and then they were going to be like, oh, no, no big deal. No, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? That that's, would have totally made sense and worked really well. I feel like I've seen that somewhere, but that's what I thought it was going to be. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. It's well, no, that, that, that absolutely does happen, and I feel like it fucking happens in Seinfeld. I feel like it has. But, yeah, I feel like that would have been better than than, Saddam, than British Saddam Hussein. Yeah, maybe maybe they didn't do it because they already used it. And I, I, I for some reason— the it's, parking garage is coming yeah, to my it, head. It sounds but familiar like, to me that yeah. they that they they're sitting there talking trash about somebody in a car, you know, and then they find out that it's hot chick, and then they 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 yeah. backpedal and they don't. Talk but you know trash what? Even anymore. using that again, I mean, for us who are watching this shit in a row, um, we forgot. Yeah. And so it that, you could have used that joke again; yeah. and it would have been fine by us. So everyone who's watching it in in like legit time every week uh, in seasons, they would have forgot too. So who cares? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, we cut back to the bakery. Uh, George comes in. Uh, he explains all their problems, all that kind of shit. Uh, and then they go to the party. And I do kind of like this little ending where they just shove the cake and wine in the hand of the the party persons and say, and, and they are just like, "Here you go," and they fucking leave. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. Um, because they're so fed up, they don't want to deal with any of that shit anymore. And then we get a stand up on body heat. 
Yeah, I said, uh, I heard a weatherman say that 75% of your body heat is actually lost through the top of your head, which sounds like you could just go skiing naked if you had a good hat. But there's no hat that makes a statement quite like a hat with a flap. And he uses... uh, (laughs) He turned into a prop comic. (laughs) He turns into a prop comic here. Uh, The hat with the flap makes a statement like no other hat makes. The hat says this to the world. I would rather have the heat in my skull... I would rather have the heat in my skull than anything society could possibly offer. In fact, I would say if you're on trial for a serious crime and your lawyer recommends the insanity defense, this is the hat to wear. Your lawyer should insist on it. And he puts on the hat. Your Honor, the defense rests. I mean, it was okay. It was it was yeah. better with the visuals, but yeah. we've all seen that hat. We all agree that it's silly looking, but I don't think it needed to have its own stand-up uh, <laughs> routine about it. But Especially one that I don't think fit really well with the episode. No, exactly. So, yeah, it's it's it, the, the two stand-ups aren't that great, and honestly, that'll yep. that'll take a ding for me. But uh, mm. I'll lead us off into this one. Okay. Um, I love the dialogue. I loved... Elaine and Jerry's storyline, George and Kramer's storyline was fine, but it wasn't as tight. It wasn't as, as I think, well-crafted. I think it kind of felt like it was a bit of busy work. I honestly think they could have just had Elaine and Jerry at the bakery the entire episode, you know, just doing something. Because I love the bakery stuff. I thought the bakery stuff was fantastic. But, like I said... The George and Kramer stuff was fine. I had no, like, it wasn't like the limo or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it wasn't yeah. that offensive, but it wasn't. No, but it, it, it does give them something to cut away from. It does. That you can kind of, you know, that you don't have to be only on Jerry and George. Right. Or sorry, Jerry and Elaine the entire time. Right. And and so it's, so ultimately it's fine. I, I I enjoyed what happens for with both of them, but I do think that the bakery was the stronger of the two storylines. Um, and even oh, yeah. for a show or an episode that doesn't take place, like, at all, in or barely in in our known locations that we like i like the fact that it kind of take it still only takes place in sort of two locations you know mm-hmm. i like how the 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 bakery you still have time to like learn the surroundings and and, and experience it and everything so i do think that that was the highlight the bakery storyline is the highlight of the episode but overall very much enjoyed it had a very good time with it but it wasn't perfect so i'm gonna give it four British accented Saddam Hussein's out of five. All right. I left you the sorry, buddy. I was going to go with four sorries out of five. Oh, sorry. Sorry. That's all right. That's, that's not what I'm using anyway. Okay. Uh, well, then, oh, right. well, then I'm going to take it. Four sorrows out of five. <laughs> okay. Um, this episode had way more classic moments than I just kind of like was even expecting coming back into it. Um, the Gore-Tex jacket, classic. The black and white cookie, super classic. The chocolate and cinnamon babka, ultra mega classic. Um, the penthouse forum is funny, and that's like something that you know I feel like is is a such a Kramer thing. The vomit streak is something that is tied in with Jerry's character. The sorry is also another great. Moment. I really liked this episode. Um, it does jump back and forth between the two locations pretty quickly, um, but it was still easy to follow. So I didn't really fault it for that. Sometimes we've talked about like how like the the quick editing of here's a one sentence at one location and then we cut back to one sentence at the other location. They kind of cut back and it felt a little bit like that, but it still worked for me. As I mentioned before, I don't care for the Saddam Hussein bit yeah. really at all. Yeah. Um, the stand-ups weren't that good, but I almost really never tie them into my scores like you yeah, do. Yeah. Um, and so I thought this was a really strong episode. I gave it 4.5 out of 5 Harry Farinas. <laughs> <laughs> good one. Good one. That's a good one. Yeah, it's it's a great episode, man. It's a, it's a classic. And the things you said, you know... The vomit streak, the the black and white mm-hmm. cookie, man. I feel like everything that Elaine and Jerry is doing in this episode is like I, all of it is classic to me, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and and just it's just the George and, and Kramer. Like I said, it it was fine. I was enjoying it, but the whole time I always kind of was like, just get us back to the bakery, get us back to sorry, get us back to the cookie, get yeah, it. You know but, what I mean? 
But like, and maybe it was because I saw a jacket earlier in the week that <laughs> yeah. I thought was Gore-Tex, even before I watched this episode. And then it kind of, it happened to be this episode. I was like, oh shit, yeah, yeah Gore-Tex. Yeah. It just kind of like, yeah, it made me even happier. I, I can totally understand that, dude. I totally get that. And I'm glad you liked it. I, I really am. Oh, yeah. we, bo- we both liked it. Shit. Yeah. Four, I mean, four is a yeah. solid-ass score. Yeah. 4.5 is a great score. Yeah, there's there's not very many low scores this season. So this season's is... No. It's, it's, so far, it's as good as we were hoping it would be. So. Unless, unless the second half has some huge <laughs> drops, this season is going to be um, a really high average compared to the others. Yeah, it's a, it's a real fucking rock star of a season, so... Yeah. Man, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to get into uh, next week's episode. But uh, before we do, buddy boy, tell us a little bit about Throwback Trivia Takedown. Throwback Trivia Takedown is a no holds barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgia glory. Uh, it's two people just doing some trivia about 70s, 80s, and 90s pop culture. If you like any of that stuff, check us out. Um, it's just fun, simple trivia. The episodes are about 30 ish minutes. Uh, and we just have a good time. And if you, you know, literally try and answer some questions and that's it. Um, yeah, check us out. We're on, if you're listening to us on Cartwright, you're, you can find us on Throwback Trivia Takedown. That's right. Uh, and then my other podcast that I have with my brother is called Blast From Our Past. We already mentioned it a couple times. If you like me and Corey and our dynamic, which I imagine you do if you've listened to this many episodes of Cartwright, um... Then check out multiple episodes that me and Corey are on on Blast from Our Past between Aliens, Monster Squad, Ro- uh, RoboCop, and then a couple different sequels that we talk about, uh, including uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which was atrocious. <laughs> uh, and we talk about The NeverEnding Story 2, which was even more atrocious. RoboCop and 2, which was fun. Yeah, RoboCop, RoboCop 2, 2 which was fun. fine. Yeah, and I've got one that I've got to get out to the public that has been sitting on my queue. I, it, I haven't even edited it, but we recorded it like a year and a half ago, it's... and I still haven't fucking done anything with it. I think we recorded it when we were both in L.A. still. No, no, no. I was I was living here. Oh, okay. I remember okay. that. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, <laughs> that's hilarious. I can't wait for that one to come out, man. And I uh, I'm, I, I want us to do another sequels at, at some point. But, uh, dude, speaking yeah. of RoboCop 2, we just released on Podcasting After Dark uh, our interview with Mark Ralston. Now, granted, RoboCop 2 is probably not his, his favorite movie that he's been in. <laughs> People no. out there in the world will probably know him as Drake, Drake from yeah, Aliens, Drake one of the, one. Uh, the, the male heavy machines. Gunner, and also he was Boggs in um, yeah. Shawshank Redemption, which he only it was he wasn't on screen all that much, but he left he left a lasting impression, and he was so just scary and like gross and just like oh my god, he was intimidating. And the cool thing is, he is exactly the opposite. In real life, honestly, we've done a lot of interviews for Podcasts After Dark, and they everyone's great, but he was one of the best we've ever done. He was so nice. He was so, like, like engaging. Like, you could tell that it wasn't like, oh, my agent told me to do this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was so fucking cool. And then on uh, top of it, on top of it, like, you know, he talks about aliens, and he talks about Shawshank Redemption, and then him and I fucking talk about uh, uh, Maryland Crab Cakes, because he's from Baltimore, <laughs> so we talk about Baltimore. Uh, Oh God! And, yeah, and his oh my God. his dad actually wrote a book uh, on uh, on Baltimore. So it's, wow, it's, and you can't shut up about Baltimore. No, anytime. I can't. I cannot. So <laughs> I'm sitting there talking to Mark fucking Rolston about Baltimore dude, and crab cakes. It's dude, I can't. You you have been able to talk to fucking Drake and Vasquez. Yeah, yeah. Holy Christ. Yeah. So and 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 we did release. The Mark Ralston interview on the free feeds because we were like, this just ha- we got to get it out there. So well, you shouldn't because I'm a patron and I pay for it and I can listen to it there. Everyone else, you might get it for free, but it is worth yeah. the money. Thank you. Pay for fucking podcasting after dark because they give you guys some actually legit shit. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Thank you. So yeah, check out podcasting after dark. We got some good shit over there. Uh, and then of course, check out talking back. Our pals Tim and Dean are freaking awesome. You've you've heard both of them on multiple oh, yeah. shows in, in our network. Uh, anyway. and, I, and I want to get them on even more yeah. because they're so good. They're so good. And, you know, they, they do the same thing that 
you know, Adam does with John on Blast from Our Past and what we do on Podcast After Dark and what we do on Cartwright, which is they break something down and they talk about it. And it's great because between Podcast After Dark, Blast from Our Past, and Talking Back, we cover, first off, we cover like multiple like decades yep. of nostalgia. And then at the same time, we don't like, we have such varied interest between all of us that we don't have yeah. even a lot of crossover either. So we it's, don't. Yeah. So it's not like we talk about the same movies or anything. We have our network talks about a shit ton of different things, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. I I really actually appreciate you and Zach have such an interesting niche of like the the cult kind of style yeah. or the weird, the macabre or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then me and John are a little bit more mainstream, mainstream with a lot of that shit. Um, but then. Uh, talking back is all over the place and they will go into weird comics mainstream comics yep. more recent stuff more older like even way older shit like they are all over the place and so if you guys if you guys like podcasting check out everything on the blast from our past network that's right that's right and huge shout out to we've gotten quite a few uh, new patron members uh, lately so thank you all for supporting the show it, especially since they came uh, during when we were on a little bit of uh, the unscheduled hiatus so we appreciate you know you guys uh, supporting us loving us um, if if this is like we said like we say every episode if this is the first time you're finding us um, and you're liking what you're hearing but you're looking for the older episodes our entire back catalog of episodes which I think at this point we're at like 75 76 or something it's in, it's insane when I realized that when we went on our hiatus because I was like let me check it's like Jesus Christ we've done like 75 episodes with like no unplanned breaks at like like all of our our breaks wow. have been like planned you know what I mean and I was like fuck yeah. so you get a, Up until sh- COVID. a shit ton of content uh, over on our Patreon page for just a dollar, man. So if you like what we do, it just it helps keep the lights on. It helps keep us up and running, basically. And Dude, uh, we appreciate he- all the love. Even George wouldn't complain about spending $1 on that fantastic content you get yeah. from uh, our Patreon. I, I think we can all agree that, yeah, George could pay $12 for the entire year. I wish, pay, Actually, I wish Patreon would let you buy, like, a year subscription or something like that. I think that would be a smart Do you want to buy one bottle of wine, or do you want to buy fucking, like, seasons <laughs> exactly. of podcast? Uh, no, I almost said podcast. <laughs> seasons of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. So, all right. Well, next week, we will be back with the was it the marine biologist is that what it's called <laughs> yeah do you, do you want to be a little more confident on that <laughs> it's, it's called the marine biologist right yes it okay, is, okay. You dumbass. Right. <laughs> and so next week so we'll see you guys next week with the marine biologist is that what it's I called you should keep all that shit in I though <laughs> I, think you I will I probably will Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it.